30. Children, I have some exciting news. You are fake news. Hello, Adelaide. Triple M Breakfast with Rude Eats and Lies. Overnight news. Um, sad and incredible, Ugh. this story, uh, about the elderly couple in the Glind Retirement Village. Um, now, Barbara and Dennis, apparently it's called a love story. Uh, so according to all neighbours, these two are just inseparable and loved each other uh, into their 90s and uh, police are calling this a murder-suicide and the latest report is that gas, there was a smell of gas, strong strong smell coming or emanating from the property um, but uh, his wife, who he was absolutely devoted to, fell into ill health in recent times and uh, he's sort of been quoted as saying he couldn't live without her and oh, whatever. I can't even talk about this. I'm looking at this glass half full because I think you have to in these situations. Yeah. They just can't live without each other. Yeah, yeah. in their as 90s. As brave as hell as it would have been for him to do it mm. and, you know, end his wife's life mm. and his own, not many people could do that. No. I think it's mm. sort of quite... Beautiful that they want to go well, out together, not live apart. Yeah, and look, our producer Jared came up with the word euthanasia as well. That it, it does conjure up these oh, images yeah. all the time. Again, you know, those he that wouldn't are, be able to do that. What do you mean? If he's healthy, he wouldn't be able to have euthanasia. No. Yeah. So he'd be living by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. I suppose. But anyway, that, you know, that's his choice to whether he wants to take his own life or not. That's his decision. It's the. Mm. It's his. It's his wife that didn't get the. The choice, but I mean, I'm. She was ailing health. She was in her nineties, mm. you know. I mean, mm. it's a very. Oh, I can't even talk about it. No, nah, sad story. Very sad story. Um, house prices. Uh, we know there's a lot happening in that market, and interest rates, and inflation, and everything. It's dropping in Melbourne and Sydney at the moment. Hasn't dropped here in Adelaide yet. They are saying house prices are going to start rising again in 2024. So they're saying just about everywhere there should be some sort of drop in 2023, um, and they're going to start going up in back. 2024. Mm. All right, so a bit of patience needed. If you're not in, you better get prepared to buy next year by the oh. sounds of it, if they're right. Can't be bothered. Come on, Loz. Can't be bothered, Loz. Get involved. Oh. You're not going to whinge for 50 years, are you? No, it's a lot of work. You're going to go it's a into lot the of bank. work. Marry mm. a rich fella. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what they keep saying. Kind of rich, man. There's a couple yeah. of shortcuts yeah. out there. I've got to wait for the next divorce cycle to yeah. happen. Oh, and speaking then... of divorces, Sylvester Stallone is getting divorced. <laughs> oh, no. After 25 oh, years, no. it's his third marriage. He's had a... The greatest actor of all time. One of the, the best goat. ever. There's no doubt about that. He's a superstar. Mm. Uh, Jennifer. Uh, is it Flavin? Flavin, yeah. Flavin, mm. yeah. Flavin. Flavin. Uh, she's filing for divorce. So, mm. uh, Apparently she finally uh, got to see... Do not she go she there. finally it's... got to see a couple of his movies. Oh, oh no. She's kidding. You've got to be kidding. Like, what, this, is, this is what you do. This is how you act. Oh, I want out. I want out. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, he's a superstar. We all know <laughs> that. And in fact, I think he might be joining Triple M in the next couple of days. Hey. What do you mean? Don't say that. I've got him coming on. I don't want you to say. (laughs) Best actor of all time. Exactly right. And you know what? If you're half a man, because you have potted him for 10 years while I've done radio with you, you say to him tomorrow, you're a bad actor. Oh. Oh, what? We should get him on our show and then go, you can't act. No, after we've got 10 minute window with him, nine minutes, 45. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to be passing over to you. <laughs> oh, this will be the first man who's ever been knocked out over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be having a sickie tomorrow. Yeah, oh, come on, Dits. Come um, on, Dits. Speaking of hard men, Mick Gatto, who um, is famous in the uh, Melbourne underbelly and the Carlton crew, and um, 
one of the best mediators going around in the business community. Mediator. Loves helping people. Oh, oh, right, he yeah. does. Facilitator. <laughs> he does. He loves helping people. Mm. Um, he's building playgrounds in Melbourne uh, because he's got a grandson with autism and it's not safe, he said. So he's raising a heap of money and going to start building playgrounds around Melbourne. So I love it good when, on you, Mick. When yeah. hard blokes do something soft like that. It's very sweet. Mm. Um, oh, there's a picture of him with his grandson in there. It is. Oh. Very sweet. Very sweet. Uh, a woman's made the news over in the UK and it's starting to trickle down over here. They're saying she should be on Big Brother. She's an entertaining character. She's 19 years old. Um, her name's Ruby Marriott and she has a crippling Michael Jackson phobia. Mm. Like, phobia? So she says, she's from Yorkshire mm. and she says, I've always been afraid of Michael Jackson. It started when I was young about five years old and she was over in Cyprus with her family and a Michael Jackson impersonator came out oh, and she what? started having a panic attack, bawling her eyes out and her mm. sister's filming her and she, they're all sitting around, it's going to be all right, love, it's all right, you won't be she here She knows he's dead. Yeah, yeah, she does. Every time I hear Thriller, my, my, I start to shake. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> just cracked me up and I thought, I wanted to do what's your weird phobia but no one else wanted yeah. to do it. So I just thought. Oh, we could do that. Have a look. Text us in. Right, That's out of context. How dare you bring that up? Cannot imagine having something up my bum like that. On Triple M Breakfast. Who else can we offend this morning? <laughs> it's time to talk dirty to me. Accidentally. Yeah, sometimes we say things and in the in the moment they're just pure and innocent, but mm-hmm. if you take them out of that sentence or out of that conversation and isolate them, mm. they're absolute, they're almost erotic. Well, it tells us a lot about your mind, how you think. <laughs> yeah. I think it tells us a lot about everyone's Put us all mind. all in the same bracket. <clears throat> all right. So normally it's just us three who say it, but in the last week we've had some, some guests. So Tex Walker came on, mm-hmm. had a chat with us, and um, he said something that when you take it out of context, it sounds filthy. Let's see if we can figure out what he was actually talking about. This was a bit stiff. Very stiff, yeah, but... Uh, Can't get them all in. No, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. It's obvious what he's talking about, isn't it? Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Dorse was a bit stiff. Very oh. stiff, yeah, but... Uh, Can't get them all in. No, exactly right. But, yeah, it was a um, good year from a couple of the boys. Mm. So that's... All, all Australian, Australian 44. Yeah, about okay. Dawson. Mm, all yeah. right, not bad there. Not from something else that uh, you wanted to get in. Okay, let's move on to Bernie. Oh, <laughs> Bernie God. <Vincey. laughs> let's hear it. Rocky does come from beyond. He does his best work from beyond. <laughs> right. Oh. oh gee, it is. <laughs> was that accidentally dirty or was that just on purpose dirty? <laughs> this is what he's talking about Tom Rock before, I presume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Coming from behind <laughs> on the footy field. Yeah. You know, pack, Sneaking up. Yeah. Give him a when whack, you least whack at the back it. of the chops. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We're ready. Bush, they've got Tom Rockcliffe down here, the biggest pest ever on yeah. here. <laughs> and he's just trying to grab me from behind. So Rocky does come from beyond. Yeah. He does his best work from beyond. Yeah. Okay. Good work. We got that one. All right. Lozzie's in the gun. <laughs> oh, you're doing yourself. I don't want to, but I have to. I didn't pick this, so I don't know oh, what it is. Oh, you've thrown someone else under the o Someone else has picked this for me. Let's hear it. Oh, it's a <laughs> massive <laughs> but it's gone in the wrong direction. I'm right in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, I know. So that was you hosting the uh, torp over the torrents. Someone let's, had a massive what? Let's hear it again. Hang on. Oh, it's a <laughs> massive 
direction. Yeah. It rhymes with what we want. Yeah. Too. There's a K on the end of what we just heard. It's either yeah. a dick or a kick. <laughs> I hope there's I a cut. Let's have a listen. It was kick. Oh, it's a massive kick, <laughs> but it's going yeah. in the wrong direction. Thank God, right. for the wrong oh. direction. Yeah, yeah. I know. Your mum would be upset otherwise. Yeah. Look, yeah. It wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Oh, I'm a, me again. Number two. All right. Here let's, we go. Another one. I held those big i got to say, it's a thrilling experience. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and again, hang on. I held those big f***s. i got to mm. say, it's a thrilling experience. Mm, you're a dirty oh, no. thing, Loz. Mm. I dirty old I woman, Loz. Mm. I was talking about the massive checks that you, you get. Oh, yeah. all right. Not the other thing. Not right, plums yeah. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a listen. I held those big checks. I gotta say, it's a thrilling experience. Mm, uh, mm, All right. Okay. Apparently, we got a bonus one, and I don't oh. know what this means, but <laughs> this is just a, we're not guessing where it's from. We just it's a little morsel. Any giving us anything? Or? Oh, this is just a little, just a bonus. Here we go. Shall we get stuck into the lads? They're all lined yeah. up, ready to go. All right. right. That's accidentally dirty. Where where was that? That was... Well, that's a big question, isn't it? Yeah. Where was it? Yeah, it was the other night, Tits, remember? Nah, was it a top over the Torrens? (laughs) Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dirty to me. Accidentally. It is Triple M Breakfast with Rue, Dits and Loz, as you just heard, all brought to you by Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, how good's this? Issy Miyake for men, 125 mil, 69.99. Thank you very much. Good deal. That is... Stupidly good, really. Like suspiciously good. Like, right. are they making money? Like, it's blowing my mind. So, yeah, go on and get it. That is a very unique scent too. It's a very specific. I could name the five people who who I've known who've worn it. I can see them in my mind. <laughs> you got them lined up, have you? <laughs> This Chemist Warehouse ad's gone yeah. off on a, another tangent. Shock Chemist Warehouse, huge Father's Day fragrance sale now. It ends 4th of September. <laughs> Get on in that. a moment. What about this joint? You're not allowed to perv anymore in this, in this pub. At Triple M. I know. Oh. I don't know. In this pub, I'll tell you about this say. in a moment. No perving. No perving. I oh, know. It's crazy. It's coming up next. Triple M Brekkie with Rue, Dits and Loz. Uh, I want to tell you about the new rules that a, uh, a, a big bar, a big pub, this happens to be in Sydney, but I'm wondering if this will catch on. Or if this ever happens at the Alma, the world is stuffed. I'll, I'll tell you why. Loz, just mm-hmm. this morning is an example. I mean, you've gone to a fair bit of effort. I can tell you you've done your hair. You're wearing nice red lipstick and oh. wearing a beautiful black jumper <laughs> and slacks and what boots. What the and, hell is going on? And I presume you do this for a reason. Can when we you get go, the like, pervometer like, out, no, please? What do you mean? It's getting pervy, I'm just, I'm just saying how nice you look. Oh, yeah, so you therefore, look nice today, if you Loz. were out, uh, when you leave the show today and you're out for lunch, if, mm. a, if a gentleman in a bar, happen to be looking at you thinking, wow, she looks nice. Is that an issue? She's hot. What? Surely you enjoy being uh, There's a difference between, okay, you can get you can be checked out and that's all right. Checked out. If yep. someone's just staring, mm-hmm. staring at you. Well, that's it's checking uncom- No, it's weird. Well, all right. Why do you I raise to, it? I, well, I just want to know what the uh, blurred lines of these rules are because uh, this joint is called Club 77. Um, they've released new rules. This is fair income. You are banned from staring unless the person doing the staring gets prior consent. How on earth do you do that? <laughs> oh, I have to go up. So I have to walk over to you and go, excuse me, madam, is it okay if I look at you? Um, 
Longer uh, than I should. Yeah, for a while. For I a think while. what it is, is is if you're just sitting in the corner drinking a whiskey sour and mm. perving on chicks, mm. they don't want you there. But how does how do dalliances or ela- uh, um, relationships? How do or, they ever start? Well, they start- if if I don't look at you first or you <laughs> long and I go, time. wow, she's all right. Oh, yeah. there's a starting point. Bloody perv, I'm This is coming from a bloke. This is hang on, from no, a... no, there's more. Hang on, hang on. They, I, I do not understand. If I cannot look at you first, you're allowed earth... to look, but you just can't ogle. It's it's What's the rude. Difference? It's rude. I'll it's tell you what. Now, hang on. Then it says, if you want. and it says, don't come into these premises if your sole purpose is to pick up. Yeah. What a load of bollocks that is as well. <laughs> of course, men they and girls women. to feel comfortable But men dits. and women go out. And if, if how on earth do you we ever... You've got to have a bit attacked about it. Trust me, dits. It, hey. yeah, the, the job gets done. You've, People find a way. You've got a bit of form in this space. What do you mean? You, well, you tend to get the lazy eye after a couple of beers <laughs> uh, where you just sort of... Linger. Time stands still, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, have you forgotten that time... All right, we've got this audio here, Benny. Um, remember down at, was it Gulwa or Port Elliot? Well, You might have been just having a look at a couple of young ladies just to see if, you know, they had their hair right and makeup right. No, just have a little listen. Finally, let's run the pervometer over Ditz's story when he was at the pub at Gulwa. I'm sitting in the pub with a couple of lads and these girls walk in and they might have been, I don't know, 19, 20, 21, about three or four of them. 15. And they're with their mums. They're sitting having a champagne and maybe I was just staring at Ditz. And staring through my schooner glass and next minute this lady yells at me across the goes, are you right, Grandpa? No. Sorry. See, and I've seen you a couple of times before <laughs> when on. you think no one's looking at you. And it's called appreciation. No, Appreciating is. for a long period of time. What's the name with of this With your tongue club? hanging out. Club 77. There's a big picture of Chris Dittmar at the front <laughs> with a big <laughs> red cross <laughs> over I've in. never heard of anything so stupid. <laughs> I reckon they'd have a rule at the front door too, Dits, that you failed oh, at a couple of times God. too. You remember that rule? No, ugly people. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Lars that one. This I'm not going over it again. Oh, it's, this it's is, actually happened twice in my life. Oh, a long time ago. Sorry, I've told this before. I know for some people listening. I was actually I was in Europe what? going out with a group of lads and we're lining up for a while. And this is gold. The bouncer on the door looks at my friends. He goes, "You can come in. You can come in." Yeah, and they're all filing in. Guess him, He goes, "You can't come in." And then he goes past me. Yeah, you can come in. I say, hey, "Hang on, mate. What, what happened? Only good-looking people in here, sir." <laughs> And he was fairly. I said, what? Anyway, everyone started laughing. I thought it was a joke. He goes, no, no, I'm serious. Oh. And then he starts again, you come in and you come in. Then points past me, you can't come in. Is it Joe Garner on the door? And then it happened one night recently in Melbourne. I went to go into a restaurant. What did they say? No, they, they didn't have to say anything. He goes, oh, sorry, mate, we're full. And I took. I said, oh, okay, no worries. And then next minute, he, he, come come in, on, three come people. In. I said, oh, I thought you were full. He goes, no, we are. I said, oh, you just let He goes, yeah, mate, we're full. I said, oh. okay. So I didn't cause a scene. The next minute, five other people walk oh, in. He goes, yep, no. here you go, in you go. I said, hang on, mate. <laughs> I said, you just said you're full. I've just seen three people. Now I've seen five yeah. more. He goes, yeah, mate. And this kept happening. I go, what's the story here, mate? What he have goes, I done? Well, he says, look, you're just not coming in. <laughs> I said, well, why? You probably had your collar out. No, no, no. I was, fi- I was stone cold sober. I was fine. It was early in the night. But okay. it was quite obvious to me that Haven't I just didn't. have you heard of squash, fit- mate? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's why he drinks got the got feelings. Yeah. So it's just that's it's why you'll see him at the Lockleys every Friday. <laughs> 
So this is super wholesome. Little, his name's Noah Vander Hayden. He's eight years old and he's decided to dip his toe in the entrepreneurial pond and start selling homegrown lemons for 50 cents a pop at the Mount Gambier Farmer's Market. So mm-hmm. he's looking to save some money for a Nintendo Switch, little mm-hmm. Noah. Good so this is a nice story. Yeah. Well, it was until he got hit with a bill. Mm-hmm. They want to charge him 25 bucks to mm-hmm. have a stall there. He usually makes about 30, right? So mm-hmm. he's going all this effort, mm-hmm. bringing all the lemons down, yep. and they're slapping him with the same fees that they charge adults and all the other vendors who have serious businesses. Harsh. It's very harsh, I mm. think. And other, you know, other vendors have got together and said, look, it's a little fella. He doesn't, he shouldn't be having to pay the fee. Like, we should be letting him do it for a very minimal fee. Mm. What do you reckon, Ru? I reckon he's been squeezed out of uh, making a few oh. dollars. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, I, I had this, to use I reckon it. this market's a lemon. <laughs> so why? <laughs> uh, guys, these puns are leaving a sour taste <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Um, well, no, they probably should let him off for a you know, concession fee or something, maybe for a kid's price. Or is this an important lesson that little Noah has yeah, well, to learn? It is an important, important lesson, lesson, but give him a little discount. Give him a go. Make him survive. He makes $30 and they're charging him 25 mm. I reckon under, you know, kids Gee. should be at least under half price. Just mm. say to him, give us $5. And it's a lesson that he knows he's right. got to pay to have a little stall. Yeah. Because he probably got the lemons off pop for nothing. Yeah. yeah but obviously dad's supporting him. That's right. So... <laughs> That's all right. Mm. We've decided to support Noah in his venture and give him the lemons. Well, mm. yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think this is... Good it, though, isn't it? It's good. It's great. It's a great sign when kids have a little hustle. I think it shows a lot about their personality. Do you guys ever hear about that Johnny's Popcorn kid? No. Johnny's Popcorn? Johnny's Popcorn. It's a local Adelaide kid who started a... It's a massive thing now. They have stalls and stands in um, Rundle Mall and you can buy it at Woolworths. He started making popcorn... He, he was like 10 years old, mm. and now he's got a million-dollar business. Like really? Yeah, really. I've, I've well, met him at thought a, popcorn? Yeah, but it's it's got like um, caramel on it. It's like a really delicious. Right. And what, he designed the machine or something as well? I don't think he designed a machine. I think he just started making it. What did he make? He's got In the microwaves. Yeah, yeah. Pop-up popcorn stalls. I didn't actually do any research before oh, I brought it up. Oh, don't shoot your mouth off. Yeah, you is. I, d- I know a little you, bit right, about how it. How did you, uh, I get the feeling you had little, you know, a lemonade stall or something out the front. Oh, what, I had what, did you do? what did you do yeah. as a kid? What I used to do is I'd just go into my dad's Selling wallet. Selling dad's cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go into dad's wallet and take the gold coins. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was your side. Cut theft. the middleman out. <laughs> That's called theft. Yeah. What, what did you do, Ru? I We didn't have much choice, did we? just worked on the fruit block. We yeah. had to. So I never got paid for mum and dad's work. N- nothing. You but didn't we, get paid? No, not at all. Never. But we had a, you know, that was part of the life. But summer holidays we'd get paid. We'd go and work for other people hmm. and start off cutting apricots when you're small. And you could make good money doing that. And then as you get a bit bigger, you start picking apricots. Mm. Right. You, you, that's a big move when you move out mm-hmm. of the shed mm-hmm. into the field. Mm. That's okay. when you know you've made it. Promotion. Yeah. So I was a big fruit picker. That's where I made a... Yeah, we made a lot of money, in fact. We all paid our cars off before we had cars. Well done. Uh, from doing that. But it was bloody hot. We'd mm. work at least 30 days in school holidays from Gee. over summer. Yeah, right. And I remember trying to make 30 bucks a day to mm. make a 1000 bucks. You have to cut four trays to an hour to do that, eight hours a day you were working. 
Hmm. As a youngster, so that's solid. Yep. That's mm. what about you, Dits? I did the scoreboard at Alpert and Oval. Oh, yes, <laughs> the score. We all did. But the every uh, no, but it was Bander uh, and No, I just did the under seventeens and the nineteens. So when mm. the league would play away, obviously, so the at home would be the seventeens and nineteens. I got two bucks. Yeah, I was going to say I used to $2. get a can of coke and a pasty for yeah. that. You don't mm. sort of get rich out of it because you can share. No, but I, back fun. then I was happy with that. This is I'm talking oh, yeah. in the seventies. Two bucks. On a Saturday. Collect bottles around the Oval. That's how we got money for the canteen mm. at the I just, footy. I just remembered I was the coat girl at the Blue Light Disco at Golden Grove. <laughs> right. I was about 10 and I was che- checked the coats. Oh, a lot of coat coats coming. Girl. Yeah, like the oh, coat, yeah, yeah, coat yeah. checker. Okay, you yeah. got a few dollar coins right, out uh, of pocket. Paul from Old <laughs> Ranella's on the line. What was your side hustle, Paul? Yeah, good night, mate. Um, it's not me. It's actually my father back in the 20s, early 30s. Jesus. He used to live out in the uh, Cook and Royal Inner. Where? So whenever, whenever, cook. Oh, out yeah, on cook. The yeah. Okay, yeah. yep, yep, yep. So, so when the train used to come in, they um, had, they used to get bits of him and his brothers get bits of uh, goat poop. Yeah. Pull them out with a bit of shoe polish and sell them to the tourists on the train. What? What? As, yeah, as bits of meteorite. Oh, oh no. no. Kidding. Oh, Enterprising young fella. Uh, young Noah has uh, got a, a lemon stall at the Mount Gambier Markets. He's selling them for 50 cents each, makes about 30 bucks. He's now been slapped with a $25 fee. <laughs> Come on. Where's the heart down there in Mount Gambier? Yeah, gee, Come they're on, tough guys. down there. Let's head over to Sejuna. They're tough over there. Don't worry about that. Brett, how did you make a dollar when you were young? Uh, look, when I was around about 10, just after the first Jaws movie came out, yeah. and uh, so I got hold of a tiger shark jaw. And yeah. uh, cut the teeth out of it, drilled some holes, put earrings in them, and oh. sold them for five to ten dollars a pair. Well, and well, nice. That's brilliant. Uh, Carlos, Victor Harbour, how did you One make some pair. cash as a kid? Yeah, one summer we decided to do a um, car wash down a service lane at the end of my street that my mate had organised, and uh, we washed 52 cars for the day, five dollars a pop. <sighs> that was all good until the last car came through, and it was actually the owner of the house that did it. He actually hadn't allowed us to use the water. My mate had lied to me. <laughs> oh, you stole water. <laughs> yeah. What did he charge you? Oh, it doesn't matter. That's all right, Carlos. That's uh, good money, though. Let's go to Hillbank. Joe, what did you do when you were a kid? Uh, well, uh, as a kid, I used to uh, work as a, in a paper round, uh, which I used to sell papers at the um, leg trap. However, what we did was we used to collect the uh, golf balls that used to go over at the par three in Semaphore Park. Oh, yeah. And uh, I used to sell them as an extra. So I had yep. 50 cents on paper and 50 cents for the golf ball. No. Nice. Was that the, uh, the Glanville one, was it? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we all played down there at Glanville. Mm. All knocked off balls at Glanville. That's it. Let's yeah. go, to, go to Morphavale. Kim, how'd you make a dollar when you were young? Mate, this um, lad we went to school with, you know, at uh, lunchtime recess, he'd be out there collecting all the cans and bottles and whatever, and we'd be sitting back, ah, bin scab, bin scab, you know, giving him hell. And he, ended, with the money he got, he ended up going to Disneyland with it. Yeah. Oh. Nothing wrong with the collecting bottles and cans, eh, Ditch? You love yeah. doing that. <laughs> uh, who do we want to who give? Who did you the... like, Loz? Yeah. I like the shark tooth uh, yeah. earrings. Because I want a boy. I want the Sejuna. I want the Sejuna shark tooth necklace. All right. Can't remember what Sejuna was. It boys... Brett from Sejuna? Was it Brett? I, I think Brett. so. Good on you, Brett. Switch and save on car service and repairs with ServiceNow Pay Later options. Available at all Automasters branches. Call 1300 Automasters. Excuse me. Have you heard? Psst. Hey, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Mm. Rumor has it. The rumor mill. 
Okay, we like it when our listeners call in with a rumour. Well, there's three grand up for grabs, Dits. I'd be ringing in too. Uh, let's head down to Woodville. G'day, Jack. How's it going? Good, Jack. What do you got one for us, have you? Yeah, I've got a good one. That's really? <laughs> what is it, 100% uh, my, or? Yeah, my, well, 100%. Right. Okay, well, tell us. Okay, Come on, Jackie. Uh, my rumour is that a building company has a, uh, their insurance company for the builder mm. calling other builders looking to offload some of their work. All right, so just spit that out again for us. Just as elaborate a, builder, a little bit on what you're telling us. Trying to offload contracts. <laughs> yes, so they're trying to offload some houses. To other. Um, right. There's been a lot of project sorry. builders that have taken orders for a lot of houses. You're saying what this builder can't fulfil that and is trying to offload them to other builders. Yes, and I think it's related to other rumours about this big company. Yeah. We don't have to mention names. Mm. I think we can right. join the dots mm. there. Why is the insurance involved? Well, well that... maybe because they're worried about that company going under. Mm. But I don't know how that would work, whether they'd get paid part We've... for it or what. You told us a lot about this, Rue, a few months ago, where a certain building company is offering twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for people to get yeah. out of their contract. They're saying, here, we'll give you thirty grand. Cancel, mm. cancel your contract yeah, with us. 20, 30, 40 And we won't grand. build your home. Heard a lot of that going on, absolutely. Mm. Mm, there's another building company went bust on the news today, interstate, yeah. but mm. uh, thank God nothing like that's happened here yet. All so right, there's so from Jack. what Jack's saying Thanks, is Jack. that's uh, happening, yeah, still in a big way out there. Uh, now, uh, you can confirm a rumour, Roo, that you dropped quite a few months ago. Well, I dropped this rumour way back in February. Mm-hmm, 24th of Feb. My mail is, and we'll have to watch to see if this comes out, that there may well be not one, but two New ice arenas built in South Australia. Two. Hey. So that was, yeah, back in February. Let's have a listen to the news. An ice arena in the centre of Elizabeth. Locals say, bring it on. I would get around that. We definitely need something around here like that. The centrepiece of a multi-million dollar complex, complete with an innovation hub, retail precinct and indoor rock climbing facility. So the league is also behind a similar rink planned for Marion, which was formally endorsed by its council last night. Rumour confirmed. Well done, Rue. Fantastic. Yeah. That was back in February. A couple of yeah. Yeah, big uh, deals for north and south of Adelaide. That's great. They'll be, they will be awesome for yeah. kids yep. and all sorts. Of, and I had a look at them on the news last night. They are... You know, they're mm. not just a little shed no. with a with a bloody mm. bit of ice inside. Yeah. Mm. State of the art. Yeah, they look very good. Yeah, Beautifully good done. Look. If you've got a rumour, make sure you let us know on one triple three five three and you could go in the draw to win three thousand bucks. Triple M Breakfast with Rue Dits and Loz. Oh, that's a terrific part by Jonas. Please welcome Port Adelaide Captain Tom Jonas. Oh, Tommy Jonas, good morning. Thanks for joining us. It's actually your week off, but you've still come on the breakfast show, so we do appreciate it. Good on you, mate. No, nah, I'm fresh, dear. So I had a couple of good nights sleep. All good. <laughs> no, I was going to ask oh, you about that. Tell lies, now, what Tommy, has happened? On. What has happened this week? We're told Mad Mondays don't happen much these days, or Wacky Wednesday. What have you been up to? Yeah, it's a bit, a bit less structured. We obviously have our exit meetings and those bits and pieces. So we snuck in a couple of trips down to the, the local pub um, in the meantime. But yeah, it's always tough this time of year. You got um, blokes going in for surgery, and um, some blokes, you know, getting told that. The future potentially isn't poor, so you try and get around everyone, but um, each their own. 
Been a good week though. No blues, no silly things happen between players. No truth serum down the throat, and uh, you know, <laughs> bit of home, bit of leadership feedback. There's all, there's always a bit of truth serum, Rudy. You know that. Um, mm. You got to take it for a pinch of salt at times, but it is good for getting a bit, few bits out of the boys. But no, nah, it's been a great week. I think Sunday we obviously went down to the Mosley to celebrate Robbie. That festival continued as it should, and that was sort of the perfect, perfect <laughs> yeah. afternoon. We had players and partners and parents down there, so. That was nice to get everyone together because it's been tough to do that the last couple of years. Now, Tom, a lot has been said about Port Adelaide season, one that sort of promised so much, got off to a bad start. It's all been well documented. I just want to go back. Were you quoted uh, sometime over the last seven days as saying at the start that maybe all of you lacked a bit of fire in the belly? Yeah, I mean, when we when you stop t- try to reflect, there's always the mental element of the game, which is the hardest thing to put the finger on. Yep. Um and if you're looking at starting zero five and where we came from last year to this year, thinking maybe it would just happen, and you've got to realise that it doesn't, you know. And if a few of you are a little bit off, then you can pay a price. And you saw that in how many close games we lost. So I certainly think there's the possibility that there was a bit of that complacency thinking we'd just roll into the finals again this year. Mm. You certainly fired up last week, Tommy. You got the job done in the showdown and, uh, you know, blew the Crows out of the water in the second half uh, as convincingly as you can in a showdown. Looking back at the lead up to it, do you regret your choice of words leading into the showdown or do you stand by what you said? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one, Rue, because it did motivate our boys and I think probably Robbie's send-off would have done that anyway, but I probably could phrase a little bit better and probably explain it that, you know, I I dislike the Crows and it's probably the same way they dislike us and all great sporting rivalries. But, you know, two-team town, different side of the traps. You look at the the great rivalries around the world, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool, um, those sort of things. There's always that healthy distaste. But, yeah, I probably... I probably painted everyone with a, a certain brush, which is one thing I, you know, I felt a little bit bad about because I do have a lot of relationships within the Crows, and there's people there that, you know, I probably didn't have any right to paint as well because I don't, I don't know, you know, most of the people within the organisation. But yeah, I mean, there's certainly that healthy distaste and respect for the rivalry within the state. So not arrogant and entitled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like I said, it got, it's just they take a small grab, and you probably. You grow up a Ports boy, you, you know, you've been a Ports sort of supporter for 12 years and um, you try and create reasons to be have that fire and mm. leading into a showdown. And like I said, it's probably not fair to paint everyone like that. Gee, I was nearly not going to buy a Hey Diddle wine for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I was going to tell all Crow supporters just to boycott anything to do with you after that. Well, but luckily I'll... you get most of it for free, Rudy. Yeah, oh, exactly yeah, right. I better, I'll splash you a bit <laughs> of cash now, Tommy, that you set that one straight a little bit. Yeah. Now, a bit but of player uh, news, a bit of player news, Tom. I, I don't know how involved you do get or can get as a captain, but uh, there's a lot of talk about Josh Dunkley coming to the club. What do you know? Yeah, I, I don't know a lot. I think, you know, there might have been some conversations as there are throughout the year, but I certainly haven't haven't got involved um, in anything to this point. I try and keep my, my nose pretty clean and let the recruiters go about their work. But, you know, at this time of year, it's like, especially with free agency now, there's going to be movement. We obviously saw Carl Amon's going to shoot off, and I think we'll probably get reimbursed pretty well for that, which is going to give us an opportunity to go to the draft or chase someone that wants a move and um, 
you know, think we think they'll fit well with us. Mm. All right, Tommy, we'll have a good off-season. Don't get into trouble. Keep the young fellas out of trouble and uh, get that fire in the belly for a much better 2023, eh? Absolutely. I'm already can't wait. All right, now, Tom, listen to uh, Triple M Breakfast tomorrow morning. Listen to this show, and I'll tell you okay. about a small forward that you're chasing. All right? Another one. Jeez, Just a rumour. Just a uh, rumour. Yeah. A rumour mill. But you'll be excited. Like Darcy Byrne Jones, your rumour mill. Sorry? He's Darcy Byrne Jones is the rumour mill down at Port Adelaide. Is he? Is he? Right up there with well, well, tell him the three it. grand yeah. up for grabs on Triple M if he's got a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay for a week in the off season. <laughs> good on you, Tom. Thanks Please for talking me. to us, mate. That's well right. done. And as I said, look, uh, we have him every second week, but he agreed to come on to talk about the end of the season, so we do appreciate it. He's a good boy. He's a good lad. Captain of Port Adelaide. He's been called one of the most important songwriters of the 1970s, and he's been inducted into the ARIA Hall of Fame. Please welcome to Triple M Breakfast, Mr. Richard Clapton. Ah, oh, Richard, good morning. Welcome to Triple M. Hey. Hiya. <laughs> good. Uh, you're on your way to the Gov, one of our iconic uh, venues here in Adelaide. How long since you've played in Adelaide? Oh, it was actually only earlier this year. Oh, um, there you go. So... We came across, we did this um, concert tour because I put this hippie album out last year mm. and um, mm-hmm. called Music is Love. Mm. And um, so I took the same band out that actually made the album. In. And the Gov, I think, we, uh, I think it was March, we played the Gov the last time. Okay, fantastic. Would you call it a hippie album? <laughs> yep. What, do you have to get on the weed and listen to it? Or? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, just don't. But don't eat the brown acid. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Fair right. Good advice. And, and I live in Sydney, so three days no rain is very appropriate. Yeah. yeah. No, very good, very good advice. Richard, years ago, I read your autobiography, and to be honest, I, <laughs> you've been through a lot. Uh, you've been doing this for over 50 years. It's incredible. And when you say that you've brought out a hippie album, I mean, I know that you've dabbled in punk. You went to America. You went to Germany. Uh, as a kid, my mates and I would be on the beach. All the surfy lads loved listening to your, to your music. You sort of you transcend all... All uh, forms of music and rock, don't you? Really? I have. I mean, I really started out as a, a singer-songwriter uh, in the obvious sense of the word. You know, like James Taylor, Neil mm. Young, yep, yep. singer-songwriter. Um, and then I took a bit of a left turn when I first started producing In Excess. They introduced my me to a lot of different sort of forms of music, mm. like especially Michael Hutchins and Andrew Farris were really into. Bernardino and My Life in the Bush's Ghosts and stuff like that. And I, I was I actually lived with John Ferris, the drummer, for quite a, okay. a lot in the 80s. Yeah, right. So um, in 1980, I did The Great Escape. And after meeting in excess, the left turn was, especially living with Johnny, I, I got much more into rhythm and feel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it became more musical, I guess. Yeah. So I've been through various um, Yeah. Incarnations. Mm. What was it like, uh, sort of mentoring or working with Jimmy Barnes and Michael Hutchins? Were they some pretty uh, heavy days, pretty big <laughs> times of your life? Uh, 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 you, you, was that you that said you just read my autobiography? No, I no, did. A I different did, one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, whoever's read my book, I thought it was a leading question. <laughs> I uh, used to hang around with Jimmy Barnes and didn't exist, so tell us more, mm. like uh. in your book. Yeah. Hey, read my book. It's all in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> give us, give us, they give us, real, give us a good story out of fun. it. <laughs> they were, they were heady times, and and it's the most fun you could have with your clothes on. Yeah. Who, who, who was naughtier? Who was naughtier, Jimmy <laughs> <Yeah>. or Michael? <laughs> um, 
well, it was a bit of a rat pack, really. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we all used to hang around together and socialise together and stuff. Um, As the mentor, and, I mean, you they, would have been the all... sensible one, I'll take it, Richard. Of course. Yeah. You, have, you have not read my book. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, when, when we look back at songs, Girls on the Avenue, I Am an Island, Capricorn Dancer, Deep Water, and the list goes on and on and on. These are iconic Australian songs. I mean, every kid, everyone my age has grown up listening to all of this. It must, this might be a strange thing to say to you, but it must make you so proud. When you, if you're driving along and you hear these songs on the radio, on Triple M, or when you get up on stage and people, everyone is belting out every word to every song, it's got to make you feel great. Yeah, look, you know, the most, um, an experience I will never forget is I, I did an album, like an, an anthology album some years ago. And there's, there's this process called mastering, which comes, you know, comes just before actually manufacturing the CD. Mm. So I was in these mastering suites. There's about six, six rooms. And I was in there all day and, and we're going through about 20 of my tracks. And I came out for a break and there were all these young guys who were, you know, mastering their own albums. And, you know, I came out of the room and they said, geez, man, is that you? Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, they'd been hearing Glory Road and they go, oh, man, I love that song. Yeah. I, never think that, I never thought that was you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's pretty gratifying. It's super yeah, timeless. For sure. Well, yeah. we're so looking forward to seeing you here this weekend. It's Friday night at The Gov. Richard Clapton, get your tickets at thegov.com.au. Richard, thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks. See you at The Gov. Good on you. One of the all-time greats, Richard Clapton. We're putting our ear to the ground, pounding the pavement, and finding out the real issues around Adelaide. Please welcome to Triple M Breakfast, the voice of the suburbs. Great new segment, gaining traction out there in the suburbs. Good morning, the voice. Good morning. What's your topic this week? Um, the topic this week is um, interesting one: um, menopause. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Some people are a bit vocal about it and happy to talk about it, and some aren't. Uh, and a couple of us mums at the moment are, are going through it, um, or perimenopausal stage. Mm. So there's a couple of things here we were discussing um, over the weekend, and one is our symptoms and what we're going through. So when we talk about you know um, menopause, and uh, there's a lot of different symptoms, and some people can float through this period and have absolutely no symptoms at all, yeah. um, and oh. some can suffer really badly with it. So. For example, um, you know, at the moment, I'm happy to talk about my own personal um, things. I'm getting a bit of brain fog, agitated, um, lightheaded, dizzy, hot flushes, irritable, moody, a bit of depression sometimes. You can't sleep. You can be hot. You can be cold. There's, there's a lot of things that your body and these hormones are actually, you know, doing. I think the other part of it as well is also with your partner. Because um, again, I'm going through it, but then I've also got a partner that's and kids that are probably seeing a different change in my mood and personality. So um, what's, and what's communication. the reaction been like from them? Well, um, uh, I think my husband's tried to put a bit of humour on it. Um, sometimes it's funny, and sometimes I don't know if, if all the time. So again, Is he depending on or? depending on my mood. So for example. Um, uh, I don't know, there was a Jim Carrey movie years ago called Me, Myself and Irene. Oh, yeah. And um, and sometimes he would say, oh, I'm not, like, as in like what personality is rocking up this morning? Oh, as in, nice. is Irene, and so he'll sometimes yeah. say, okay, kids, I think Irene's here today. Oh, oh, no. You know, um, um, and so look, if I'm, and this is the thing, if I'm in a funny mood, I'll be like, okay, that's actually funny and have a laugh. Mm. But if I'm not, mm. I'll literally 
potentially pick up a pen and want to stab him. So, you know, it's it's a really tricky one. And just curious as to what other people have, you know, um, experienced or gone through. Well, it's an interesting one. Ditz is in his 50s. I'm in my 40s. Loz is in her 30s. My mum never said anything. And so I know zero about it. I'm the same. Exactly the same. Loz? Um, I, look, my mum's a bit of a suffering silence kind of person. So even if she was in hell, she she did keep it to herself. But I do remember there being a little bit of a change with her. All right, well, good well, question here for the voice point. then. You are a modern new age mum. Have you sat your children down and talked about it? No. Okay. Um, but just in sort of a bit of, you know, humour and joking. Yeah. And I've sort of said, look, I think I'm going through menopause. And I think they just look at me and go, whatever. Mm. All we know is that you're moody. Um, <laughs> Boys, <laughs> probably, me, you know. Me, let me ask you, do you think that there is enough conversation and education about this? Because you were saying that you weren't even sure what the hell was going on with you. You were having all these mm. symptoms and then you were mm. told, surely, as we do with puberty and other life changes, we see it happening. We know what it is. Oh, that's puberty. They're going through puberty or whatever. Surely by that age, you kind of go, oh, I think mm. this might be me entering my menopausal era. Um, do you think we talk about it enough? Yeah, I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, and the confusing thing when you're going through it is you're not sure – what it is because some quite often you go through a few months feeling having some of these symptoms mm. and so it's not quite you're like oh do I have a bit of anxiety or mm. am I just run down or am I a bit stressed like it's mm. not sort of you're kind of living through it for a few months before you may go oh maybe I go to the doctors and have some blood tests and yeah. they can actually check some of your hormone levels as well how, how long does it last yes exactly oh it, apparently oh god don't if you google it it can last for like five to ten years for some oh, people what? <laughs> yeah it, it's really different depending on your estrogen levels and and progesterone levels so it's every individual is different voice of the suburbs a great topic and uh, something that i'm embarrassed to say i know nothing about so you've made me think about this and i want to learn more so Mm. thanks for sharing that thank you you're welcome book your smile consult today at perfectsmile.com.au triple m breakfast with blue dits and lies what's a goal Overnight Sports. Port Adelaide's Connor Rosie has been named in the All-Australian side, Rue, on the bench, but uh, great season. Nothing wrong with being on the bench in that side. Uh, that is a tick in the right box. He's a superstar now, and he's going to be for a very long time at Port Adelaide. He'll feature in the Brownlow medal later on. Interesting to see where he finishes in the best and fairest. I'd say maybe top three or four. Have to, um, surely. But uh, a lot of best on grounds, which is what gets the votes in the Brownlows. All right. Tex Walker and Rory Laird missed out from the Crows, but as you know, we're in the squad and uh, had great seasons. Uh, Tom Hawkins, this is the big, big surprise that everyone's talking about. The Geelong full forward has been named All-Australian captain. All-Australian captain? Is this a little bit of a warning shot to Joel Selwood? Um, No, not not at all. I, I don't actually think I've ever... Uh, been captain of a, of a football side before, so... Um... Hasn't been captain, but he's been in the All-Australian side. That's his fifth time, uh, but Joel Seward's been captain for just about since he was born. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he, uh, yeah, he's been in the leadership group, but I probably thought you should be giving it to Max Gorn. He's had another great mm-hmm. year. He's been in it six times. I would have thought he's the best captain uh, in the All-Australian side, so he should be getting the award. All right. Andrew Brayshaw from Fremantle has been named the Lee Matthews Player of the Year. Really humbling. Um, when I got told that I'd won this award, I was in shock. Um, yeah, for my peers to say that, yeah, I'm the most valuable player this year, it's, um, it's, it's an honour. I'm, I'm really happy. I've been really lucky um, to surround myself with um, some really hard workers. Um, growing up with three older brothers, Clayton Oliver lived with us for a little bit um, and then moved into a house with 
Nat Fife, Lockie Neal, um, just to name a few. So I've been, yeah, really blessed with the, the people I've been living up around and, uh, yeah, I think they put me in good stead. I think uh, South Australians watch Frio as often as we do our own sides, uh, clearly, but uh, he's a star of the future, be captain of a football club, probably Frio. Uh, who knows if he'll get sucked across the border or not, but... Uh, he said last night a story, told a story how they do 100, 100 metre sprints, their family, uh, some of the family members on Christmas morning. Mm. We just have Pop-Tarts. Mm. Yeah. I bet Uncle James doesn't. No, Uncle James <laughs> would just be watching from the sidelines, but that's the level you got to get to if you want to be the best in the comp. All right, the AFL Coaches Player of the Year, which is uh, a highly thought or a highly respected award. It was a tie. Clayton Oliver uh, from Melbourne and son skipper Took Miller. Uh, so they shared it. Uh, no surprise, Collingwood's first-year star, Nick Dacos, uh, the Rising Star Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tigers, Liam Baker, most courageous, which is a big award to win. Best captain, uh, Scott Pendlebury from Collingwood. Uh, so no surprise with a lot of those awards there, Rue, but they're no, all very, no, very prestigious. All, good, all well deserved. At this time yesterday, the Crows announced their preferred home would be the Thebiton Oval. Let's hear from their chairman, John Olsen. If we're to be competitive, you've got to have uh, support services and facilities that are benchmarked across all clubs in Australia. This facility will put us there. And that then, of course, adds to, if I go home to to Adelaide, if I want to join the Adelaide Football Club, what are their facilities like? Well, they're as good as anywhere in the country. Going to have everything that any football club would want in that facility. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Hopeful uh, to have that open in 2025 at some time. So uh, look forward to that, Crows fans. AFLW kicks off tonight, Carlton and Collingwood. And then the grand final rematch, Melbourne and the Crows at Glenelg Oval tomorrow night. Port Adelaide play West Coast on the road on Saturday. And in other news, Daniel Ricciardo's announced he's leaving McLaren a year early. They'll pay him out $24 million for that one year. He should be able to live off that, I reckon. Should get a, yeah. What does he make a year when he's driving, roughly? I don't know. The rumours are his contract's worth about $90 million. Oh, Bloody hell. So that was for the life of it. So 24 mil for a year. Mm. Not bad, though. It's a big dough if you can get it. But you've got to be the, one of the best in the world, actually.